Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Thursday, December 29th, 2022. I'm your host, John June. This guy to my left will be Greg Penniman, a.k.a. G Money. Greg, how you doing on this Thursday afternoon? Feeling good. Feeling all right. Uh, you know, receiving news by the minute right now. Uh, just week 17, week, week 18, they just start getting really weird sometimes. Uh, it's even going to get weirder as, as you get, we get to next week. So you just got to stay updated and ready. Yeah, it's definitely some news that requires our, our reaction here. Um, you know, we we talked about Thursday night football yesterday and what would potentially be happening with the Tennessee Titans and the Dallas Cowboys, specifically talking about the Tennessee Titans side. Uh, but there is an injury to talk about on the Dallas Cowboys side. Tony Pollard, who is dealing with a thigh injury, not going to play in this game. Um, so, you know, Zeke managers, obviously, um, you know, that's I guess that's somewhat good news there for you. Um, you know, some some. Some people probably rostered both, uh, so I, I don't think it really impacts uh, too much. I think it actually increases Zeke's upside here in terms of the, the volumes of touches he'll get, and uh, I think opens up some more targets in the passing game for maybe some of these other, you know, Dallas Cowboy options like a Dalton Schultz or you know, a, you know, a, a Noah Brown. Um, you know, so on and so forth. But on the Tennessee side, we did receive news. Obviously, we know Derrick Henry is doubtful, not expected to play. Uh, and we did receive news that it was reported. The way it was reported was interesting to me. Uh, Josh Dobbs is starting <clears throat> for Malik Willis. It was reported that he was benched, which to me would imply that Josh Dobbs is the quarterback the rest of the way until Tannehill comes back. Um, and I'm trying to see if I could get more, if I could find, you know, someone further explaining it or uh, something to that effect. But, you know, what what are your thoughts on Josh Dobbs coming in? I mean, he was a former draft pick of, of the, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers a, a long time ago and, is, you know, was on the Browns most recently, is stuck around on practice squads and things like that. He's athletic, uh, you know, has four or five speed. Uh, so he's more of like a playmaker with his with his legs, uh, but not really known for his passing ability. Uh, Greg, does do you have a reaction to this or or what's going on? Um, you know, I wasn't really buying into the the Tennessee offense, regardless of who you know the quarterback was. I don't think, other than Derrick Henry, you weren't really reaching to grab anyone to must start in a in a championship week. Uh, so uh, be. Pretty, it doesn't really move the needle for me, but for Tony Pollard, that's definitely a move that a lot of teams I'm sure have. A lot of teams that don't have either both of them now can't have the full uh, upside of both running backs. Or, uh, but if you're a Zeke manager, yeah, that's definitely good news for for the for the upgrade for for there. Still, think he was the RB one coming in. I think it's still uh, that the case there. Though. Yeah, again, I I agree. I don't think it changes much. Um, <clears throat> Interestingly enough, Dobbs was just signed off of the Detroit Lions practice squad eight days ago and is starting tonight. 
I I haven't seen anything about it, this being a a straight up benching. Um, you know, so I it just would be interesting if they bench Malik Willis. Um, you know, I I would imagine that they're they're holding him out for mm-hmm. next week. Uh, you know, because like we've been saying, their playoffs don't start till next week, essentially, or their playoffs start next week, essentially. So, um. You know, I, I I would see it that way, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to see, and hopefully, we'll get more clarity as as the day goes on. Um, let's move on into talking about some of these games here, Greg. And we start off with one p.m. game on Sunday. Um, this is a a divisional matchup here that has major playoff implications is the six and nine Carolina Panthers travel to Tampa Bay to take on the seven and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where this game has a 39 and a half point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three point favorites in terms of weather. We're okay there in terms of injuries for Carolina, JC Horn. He is uh, out with a wrist injury. There's a few other guys questionable there for Carolina. Uh, and then for Tampa Bay, uh, Kate Otten is limited with a quad Julio Jones limited with a knee. Ryan Jensen, who's designated to return from injured reserve, the center for the Bucs, he uh, is, while he's designated to return, will not be available in week 17, but that's going to be a huge boost for Tampa Bay as they, you know, try to make this playoff push. And then offensive tackle Josh Wells was placed on the injured reserve after suffering a knee injury in in, uh, Saturday's game or Sunday's game, whatever day they played. Uh, And then there's a bunch of other guys questionable here uh, for um, Tampa Bay. Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this matchup here? Uh, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa to cover, Tampa to win. Uh, that J.C. Horn injury definitely, like, moves the needle for this team. Uh, he's one of their best players uh, on both sides of the football. Uh, so I think that definitely helps <clears throat> Tampa's offense. But as far as who I'm, I'm starting, you know, in Tampa, Leonard Fournette, I think is a, a, a low-end RB1. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, I think, is the receiver you're, you're, you're attacking. Uh, as a wide receiver too, Mike Evans is you know giving people opportunity all year. Uh, but I can't see him no no higher than a wide receiver three right now, even in a in a good matchup because you no know, J C Horn uh, that should open up the secondary for them. Uh, and then <clears throat> on the Carolina side, I'm just looking at those those the running backs for sure. Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, I think both of them are in that RB two territory, uh, and you know they're gonna have uh, do do well for the offense. Sam Darnold. Uh, is a streaming conversation as well. And, uh, yeah, as far as the receivers, uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., uh, DJ Moore, uh, you know, I think DJ Moore is more of a wide receiver three, uh, and Terrence Marshall Jr., uh, deeply flex. But uh, Tampa should get the get the dub. Um, I'm riding with Carolina, man. I'm taking the over, taking Carolina to cover, Carolina to win. Um, they have one, they have one road win this year, yo. They're bad. They're bad on the road. Well, they have you know Sam Darnold under quarterback uh, who's sure. playing some pretty good football. <laughs> uh, not like what they were getting from PJ Walker or uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, but the run game's also playing. You know they're doing a lot better there as well. And Tampa Bay just, I mean, look what they did against Trace McSorley last week, right? Like. They were they almost lost that game. Uh, you oh know, no, they, they might almost lose this game. They're yeah. definitely, you know, yeah, they could be down 19 3 again, but Tom, Tom won't find a way. 
I mean, this game is interesting because you do have uh, Sam Darnold and Tom Brady taking off in, in a different taking, uh, you know, taking each other on in a different division here uh, where Tom Brady's obviously, you know, d- dominated that matchup as the quarterback of the Patriots. But you also have a situation here where uh, Todd Bowles is the former head coach of Sam Darnold. So uh, and now the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there is familiar familiarity with Darnold on that side. Um you know, is obviously the, the Tom Brady, Sam Darnold thing doesn't have much of an impact because they're not playing each other, but it's just more of a, a storyline. But anyway, for the Carolina side, I have I do have Darnold. He's my stream of the week as a low-end QB1. I'm I'm much higher on DJ Moore than you this week. I have him as a, a wide receiver one. I mean, he's he's Darnold's number one target. Um, you know, the matchup, like you said last week, Carlton Davis is, is back, uh, which, you know, definitely um, – boost the secondary there for Tampa. But I think in, in this must-win game, uh, you know, DJ Moore is going to have, you know, a 27 to 30% target share. Uh, I, I just feel like you have to lean into that. But uh, Hubbard, I, I agree, uh, you know, low-end RB2, I, I probably have him over Foreman this week just based on game script. Uh, Terrace Marshall, uh, I have him down as a, as a deep play wide receiver three. I, I do like the upside here for him. Uh, you know, in game that you know they are expected to be trailing, and and while I do it and expect Carolina to, to pull this one out, uh, you know, Terrace Marshall should get some some opportunities here. And then for Tampa Bay, Godwin, high end wide receiver two, uh, Lenny is, is an RB two for me this week. Rashad White an RB three. Uh, Tom Brady inside my top twenty this week, so I like him as a high end uh, QB two, uh, and I don't have Mike Evans' name written down on my show sheet, so. Uh, yeah, you're not playing him. I mean, Russell Gage, though, he should benefit from Mike Evans falling off, as he, have you mentioned before. And he played very well last week, actually, so. The problem is that, too, is that Julio is so involved, right? It's just like there's yeah. so many there's so many guys getting a piece of the pie that I'll just take Godwin's, like, seven receptions behind the line of scrimmage. Give me that in PPR league, baby. Yes, <laughs> All right, let's move on to this next matchup here. We've got the six and nine Cleveland Browns traveling to Washington to take on the seven, seven and one Washington Commanders. This game has a 40 and a half point total where the Washington Commanders are one and a half point favorites. Although Carson Wentz led Washington Commanders are one and a half point favorites. In terms of whether we're okay there, in terms of injuries for Amari Cooper uh, on the Cleveland side, he's was held out with rest uh, and a hip injury. They have a few other guys questionable. And then we move over to the Washington side, Chase Young. He's a DMP with an illness. Antonio Gibson, he's a DMP with a foot and a knee sprain. Uh, so his his availability is more than sure up in the air, I would say. And then there's a bunch of other guys questionable for the Washington side. Uh, for this matchup here, I am going to take the over. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover, Cleveland to win. Uh, on the Cleveland side, Watson is a, a high-end QB two. This is probably the highest I've had him ranked since his his uh, you know f- his first game back uh, as as a you know borderline QB one. Uh, Amari Cooper, a wide receiver two. Uh, Nick Chubb, an RB two. Uh, Njoku hasn't been as hot of late, but he's you know a tight end should be uh, you know in your lineup unless you can get a better option uh, for Washington. Brian Robinson, high-end RB2 with upside for more if, if Gibson does miss this game here or, you know, is limited at all. And then Terry McLaurin, uh, borderline wide receiver two for me. Uh, Jahan Dotson, a wide receiver three with big play upside. 
And then, like I said, I don't think Gibson goes, so I'm not going to count on him this week. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take uh, Washington to cover, Washington to win. Um, I think this goes well over the over. Like, this game definitely could open up for sure. Uh, <clears throat> on the Washington side, uh, Brian Robinson, I think, yeah, gets a, gets a bump for sure. Uh, this should be a competitive game. The game script should help him out. Uh, so I'm in the RB2 territory. Uh, the receivers uh, should have a, a solid day. Uh, McLaurin, uh, John Dotson. I think, you know, John Dotson being that boomer bust uh, wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside, Terry McLaurin being a, a long wide receiver two. Um, and, you know, he should be in, involved uh, with, with Carson Wentz. Uh, and not really looking at any other pass catcher like a Curtis Samuel or, or anyone like that. On Cleveland side, though, um, Nick Chubb, RB2, um, Mark Cooper, a wide receiver two as well. Uh, Dominus Peoples Jones, a wide receiver three. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup here. The six and nine New Orleans Saints traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 13 and two Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a 43 and a half point total where the New Orleans Saints are seven point road dogs here. In terms of uh, weather, there's possible rain in this game. In terms of injuries, Alvin Kamara was doubtful or was sorry, was uh, did not participate in practice on Wednesday with a personal a, a matter as well as a quad injury. So that's something to watch there. Uh, Chris Olave was limited with a hamstring. A bunch of other guys questionable for the New Orleans Saints. For Philadelphia, A.J. Brown questionable with a knee. Miles Sanders was a DMP with a knee injury. Jalen Hurts, DMP with a shoulder. And then Lane Johnson is out for the regular season with an abdo abdominal injury. Um, so the, the, you know, the Miles Sanders thing is interesting. I would pick up Kenneth Gainwell just in case they, you know, they do decide they want to hold Miles Sanders out. Uh, so you just something you want to monitor there. Uh, but Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this matchup? Well, with this game, I'm going to take the under, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to take Philly to cover Philly to win, uh, Garner Minshew on the Philly side. I think he, he's one of the top stream options options again. This week, uh, just, you know, the offense is still very potent. Uh, if it's Kenneth Gainwell, uh, he should get a bump as an RB2. But they still have those, the receivers, uh, A.J. Brown being a wide receiver one, Devonta Smith being also, I think, a wide receiver one, um, Dallas Goddard uh, being a, a good, solid tight end option, uh, borderline tight end one. And then on, on the same side, uh, if Kamara's not able to go, that's definitely a blow for, for this offense for sure. Um, if he is, you're playing. If not, then – really tough to move to move on. I don't think anyone can really replace him as far as his product. Uh, and then uh, that's really who I'm looking at as far as Jawan Johnson. Maybe he could be a streaming option, uh, but that's about it. I can't really want to play anyone else in this offense. Yeah, for me, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take New Orleans to cover the seven, but I'm going to take Philadelphia to win the game. Uh, for New Orleans, Andy Dalton, um, it's interesting the the numbers for Philadelphia suggest that that this is a, a good matchup here the last three weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I, I looked into it a little bit and all those quarterbacks that they played had success on the ground. Uh, if you go back to week 14, Dan, that was Daniel Jones had 26 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, then there was Justin Fields who, you know, had his big day on the ground and then Last week, it was Dak Prescott who had his big game, uh, but also did have 41 yards rushing. So I feel like 
those numbers are kind of inflated there. I don't think Andy Dalton is comparable to any of, of those quarterbacks. But that does lend way to Taysom Hill maybe having a role here in this game uh, in some packages, uh, as it does seem evident that the Philadelphia Eagles do struggle to stop rushing quarterbacks. So if you need help at the tight end position, I think if you, you know Taysom Hill has some upside there. Olave, I, I would have him as a wide receiver too. I mean, they don't really allow a lot of things to the outside wide receivers, but given the game script here, uh, you know, New Orleans will be trying to come back. And if Olave is healthy on the field, um, you know, maybe wide receiver two is a little rich, uh, probably closer to like a wide receiver three flex. But if you're looking for upside, uh, I think he could be your guy. And then Kamara, if he can go, is an RB1. And then on the Philly side, Minshew is a QB1. Although the, the you know the matchup is a bit tougher here, New Orleans does allow the 23rd most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last three games. So again, a bit tougher matchup, but we like the environment here for Gardner Minshew and where he has AJ Brown, who I have it down as a wide receiver one, Devontae Smith, a high end wide receiver two, Miles Sanders if he goes an RB two, and then uh, Dallas Goddard has a tough matchup, but I, I think you 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 basically have to play him. Yeah, definitely on the Taysom Hill train for sure. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup, the 4-11 and 11 Arizona Cardinals traveling, traveling to Atlanta to take on the 5-10 and 10 Atlanta Falcons. This game has a 41.5-point total where the Atlanta Falcons are 3.5-point home favorites in terms of oh, – well, this game's in a dome, so there's no weather concerns there. But uh, in terms of injuries for Arizona, James Conner dealing with an illness – um, Colt McCoy will will get the start. He's healthy to go, uh, good to go. So, uh, but there's a bunch of other guys questionable for Arizona. Atlanta's mostly okay. Greg, I kick it to you. Where do you lean when it comes to this matchup? I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna take Atlanta to cover. Uh, Atlanta to win. Um, I think really on Atlanta side. It's going to be, you know, come down to that running game. That's what they wanted to do all year. That's what they're going to do now that they kind of found a rhythm here with Tyler Algier. So he's got some some RB1 upside, I think, in this one, uh, borderline RB1 uh, play uh, in this one. Uh, Drake London, he's definitely been, you know, solid down, a little more hot down the stretch, uh, you know, than, than usual. So I have him as a uh, wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside. Um, and then on the Arizona side, um, Cole McCoy being back definitely helps this offense. Uh, D-Hop, I think, is a wide receiver, too. Uh, James Conner being a RB1, borderline RB1. And that's really who I'm chasing. And Greg Dortch, actually, as well. He's a definitely a flex player. Yeah, for me, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Arizona to cover. I'm going to take Arizona to win. Uh, you know, for the Arizona side, James Conner, I think he's high-end RB1. Uh, you know, was definitely – start of the week consideration for me. Um, Hopkins should get back on track this week with, with Colt McCoy back in the lineup. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> the that one, we, we talked about that one catch uh, 10 target effort last week. Uh, I think, again, that was, that's an anomaly here. Uh, I think we get D-Hop back on track. Uh, Trey McBride, I think, has some upside here. The matchup is good. Has still been running as the tight end one. Uh, I know it's a little risky, but if you're in a deeper league uh, or, you know, you're playing some DFS, I think he, he's intriguing. Uh, and, and, you know, Greg Dortch, um, 
yeah, I think he should have he should have a role for sure. I don't know what's going on. Like, obviously with Marquise Brown, you know he hasn't really been as involved, uh, and so Colt McCoy coming back does Marquise Brown get more involved with that, mm-hmm. or was was Greg Dortch ten catch eleven target ninety ninety eight yard effort because Trace McSorley was playing quarterback? Like, you know, I you know I I, I don't know if I can. Tr- truly trust Greg Dortch this week, but um, you know, definitely have seen crazier things in 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 Championship Week, uh, Braxton Berrios Championship Week last year. <laughs> um, sure. For Atlanta, Tyler Algier, uh, I I think he's going to have a big week this week. Um, you know, RB one upside, like you said, and then I think Drake London is is possibly a wide receiver three. He's been solid these last few weeks, double digit points in, in almost every game. Uh, so yeah, I I think uh, you can. Ever since you said it, Greg, that Pittsburgh game, that's, ever, that's crazy. Ever <laughs> since you said it, and that was like right after I dropped him. So it's you, because you, you dropped him. That's that's why, really. <laughs> yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Oh man. Um. All right. Anything else, Greg, on this one? No, no. All right. Let's move on to the next matchup here. The seven and eight Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Houston to take on the hot, red hot, two, 12, and one Houston Texans. This game has a 43 and a half point total, where the Jacksonville Jaguars are four and a point, four and a half point home favorites or road favorites on this one. In terms of this game, it's being played in a dome. In terms of the injuries there, Houston, I missed this one, um, but Nico Collins was placed on the injured reserve with a foot injury that happened, uh, I guess, the Friday before Christmas. Uh, so he he will not be available. Um, and then there's a bunch of other guys questionable for Houston. And then on the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence didn't participate in practice on Wednesday with a toe injury, that same toe injury that he's been managing uh, for weeks now. And there's a few other guys questionable. For uh, the game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Houston to cover. And I'm going to take Houston to win two in a row. Uh, for the Houston side, uh, Chris Moore and Brandon Cooks are, are wide receiver threes. Uh, Royce Freeman is a dirty desperation, like RB3, if you are truly, truly desperate. Like you just lost Derrick Henry. You, you don't have Tony Pollard. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just need someone with an, a running back designation to put in your lineup and there's nobody else available. Like Royce Freeman could be your guy uh, for the Jacksonville side. I'm truly nervous uh, about how they handle this game. I, I would take it down to Sunday with all these guys and, and maybe we get a, a shefty bomb on Saturday night. Uh, you know, that tells us that provides maybe more clarity on what Jacksonville plans to do in this game. But Assuming that everything is status quo, I will. Trevor Lawrence, he's a he's a high end QB one. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, a top two option at the position. Travis Etienne and an RB one. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones are wide receiver threes with wide receiver two upside. I mean, Houston's been a, a pretty good pass defense. Uh, they struggle as a run defense as well. So, uh, you know, probably limited upside for those guys there. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over i'm gonna take uh houston to cover and houston to win as well um especially with jacksonville seeing the the thursday night game is tonight so jacksonville even will have a better plan of kind of what they want to do especially with you know 
seems like Tennessee is going to start sitting their starters, so Jacksonville will probably follow suit. Um, but on Houston's side, uh, I do like the offense a lot in this game. Uh, Rose Freeman, I agree with you, our RB3. The receivers should have an excellent matchup in this one. Uh, Chris Moore and Brandon Cooks, I think, get above to uh, borderline wide receiver two uh, upside. Um, Jordan Aikens, I think, is in streaming tight end category as well. On Jacksonville, Travis Etienne is in, in a great spot here. So uh, he's been playing better of late. So he's in the strong RB2 territory. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would keep an eye if the, if the receivers play, like a Christian Kirk or Zay Jones. Uh, they, I think they're in that low end wide receiver two, more wide receiver three category. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, if he's playing, you're playing him. But it's it's tough. It's even tough with Trevor Lawrence because, like, what if they just play him for, like, a half and then they're like, all right, you know, sit him, right? And it's like I have that dilemma. If I have, like, a Gardner Minshew, um, if I have, like, even Brock Purdy, I probably pull the trigger on them before. Yeah, so, like, in our eight-man league, Greg, I I have my two quarterbacks are – well, I had Kyler Murray, so he's obviously – he's no longer with us. But I had – Trevor Lawrence and Mike White. And so now I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable, but Trevor Lawrence might not go. So I'm looking at potentially starting Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. So um, they're both hot. They're both hot. So I don't know. They're I might have hot. to go with my guy, Sammy Dimes. <laughs> uh, Sam, I am, as you, as you used to call him. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to this next matchup here. The three and twelve Chicago Bears taking traveling to Detroit to take on the seven and eight Detroit Lions. This game has a fifty-two and a half point total, or the Detroit Lions are five and a half point favorites at home here. This game is played in a dome, so no weather concerns in terms of injuries on the Chicago side. There's a bunch of guys questionable, but Chase Claypool he's still a DMP, still dealing with that knee injury. On the Detroit side, Josh Reynolds was a DMP with an illness, and then there's a bunch of other guys questionable. Greg, where do you lean with this matchup? Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take uh, Chicago to cover, Detroit to win. Uh, I think this is gonna be high scoring for sure. Um, on the Detroit side, Jared Goff uh, should dominate. He should have a great matchup in this one. Garbage time, not garbage time. Uh, I think he should be is a QB one option. Uh, the running game, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. I think DeAndre Swift is a uh, RB two. Uh, Jamal Williams, RB RB three territory. As far as the receivers, Amara St. Brown, high in wide receiver one in this one. Uh, DJ Shark, uh, I think is a in wide receiver two territory uh, in, in this one as well. Um, and then uh, uh, on the Chicago side, Justin Fields, uh, QB one. Um, and the receivers, oh, Dave Montgomery, uh, Khalil Herbert. Dave Montgomery still, you know, still got a, a lot of the work last week. Another week with Khalil Herbert healthy. I think Dave Montgomery is an RB2. Uh, and Khalil Herbert is still not that playable, not in championship week. I don't think that's not worth doing it. Uh, but the receivers have a, a good spot, in a good spot here. I think one of them will flare up uh, either between Chase Claypool or Dante Pettis or, you know, even Equinemi and St. Brown, you know, they're playing his brother in this matchup, not against him, but uh, one of these guys can pop up as a deep league flex. Only in fantasy football can a flare-up be considered a positive thing. Uh, I am going with the over here. I'm going to take Chicago to cover Detroit to win. 
On the Chicago side, Fields should bounce back to be a high-end QB1. Uh, Dan Montgomery and RB2, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I can't go to Khalil Herbert in championship week. There's no reason to. Um, you know, Royce Freeman, uh, go get a guy with some volume. Uh, Cole Komet, tight end one. Uh, for Detroit, Jared Goff, high-end high, high end QB1 here. Uh, really like the matchup here against Chicago. Amon Ross St. Brown, a wide receiver one. Uh, Swift and RB2 with some upside. Uh, Jamal Williams was banged up in week 16, so – this could see this could be more opportunities here for Swift potentially in this game. I mean, Williams isn't on the injury report, but he he very well suffered a knee injury, like it was pretty certain. Uh, but uh, you know, Swift I think has some some upside in this game and, and what has the highest total on the week. Uh, DJ Shark, I agree with you. He's got wide receiver two upside. Uh, you know, I have him probably closer to wide receiver three, but the wide receiver two upside is there. And I don't think I'm going to chase the dragon uh, with Shane Zoster this week, uh, but interesting DFS option for sure. Yeah, I think DFS options, I agree. Redraft, championship week, uh, I probably can go lean like a Jordan Aiken, maybe even over that. Maybe. I mean, uh, well, we'll see why I questioned whether it should be a maybe there with Jordan Aiken. But let's move on to this next matchup here. The eight and seven Miami Dolphins traveling to New England to take on the seven and eight New England Patriots. This game is a 42 point total where the New England Patriots are two and a half point home favorites. Game has major AFC playoff implications here. Uh, Patriots need to win out their last two uh, to make the playoffs. Miami needs to win out their last two to make the playoffs. Uh, and Crazy. the Jets need these two teams to lose one of their next two for the Jets to and, and the Jets to win out to make the playoffs. So this game has major, major uh, AOC playoff implications. Um, possible rain in this game on the Miami side. Tua Tungavailoa is out with the concussion. Uh, interestingly enough, Greg, Mike McDaniel was the one that asked Tua to go get evaluated because some of the stuff that they were seeing on film and the decisions that he was making did not, uh, you know, they didn't add up essentially. And and Mike McDaniel thought something was wrong with Tua. So he was the one that requested Tua to go and, uh, you know, get checked out. And he did. And he, you know, then reported that he, he, he did have a concussion. Uh, so it was interesting. Uh, there, so maybe his poor play. Uh, I think there was, I didn't know this, but in the press conference, they had asked him about a play, and he's like, Oh, maybe I got that play wrong. Um, you know, and and people kind of were like, You know, red flag there as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, he is out of this game with a concussion. You know, obviously, this is his third concussion of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, he definitely don't, uh, you know, things are bigger than football, and and obviously, Tua's health is is of the utmost importance. So, just hope that all the right decisions are are made when it comes to, you know, what what decisions they make in in when in regards to him playing the rest of the season. But uh, Bradley Chubb, he's a DMP with an ankle. Miles Gaston placed on on injured reserve. There's a bunch of other guys questionable for the Miami Dolphins on the New England side. Offensive star, Marcus Jones for New England, DMP with a concussion. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek, Marcus Jones plays cornerback, but Greg, you and I were talking off air. First player since Deion Sanders to have 40 uh, touchdowns of 40 yards or more in all three phases of the game. 
uh, as he has a punt return touchdown, a uh, rushing touchdown, or I think it was a receiving touchdown, and then a a pick six. So, um, you know, a blow there for New England if he can't play. Ramondre Stevenson limited with an ankle. Uh, Johnny Smith, DMP with a concussion. Damian Harris limited with a thigh. Tyquan Thornton limited with a knee. Hunter Henry limited with a knee. And believe it or not, there's actually more guys questionable on New England's um, injury report. They just were not names that I – they're significant to somebody. They just weren't significant to this setting right here. Uh, In regards to the game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take New England to cover. New England to win. On the Miami side, Tyreek Hill, high-end wide receiver one. Uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, probably a higher end wide receiver too. Uh, Mostert, I think, is is going to be leaned on this week. Um, you know, with Teddy with Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback, so Mostert's going to be an RB two. Teddy Bridgewater uh, having down as a quarterback too in 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 two quarterback leagues, and then for Ramondre, or for New England, Ramondre is an RB one, and then I'll give Jacoby Myers wide receiver three. Um, you know, status going into this matchup against Miami. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take New England to cover, though, New England to win. Uh, on Miami side, you know, we've seen Teddy come into this offense and, and do well before. So I'm not too, like, uh, down on him. But, yeah, I think he's in a high in QB2 territory, uh, still on the road against one of the best defenses in the league, though. Uh, so you should um, get be capped, I think, in that QB2 territory. Uh, Mostert. And uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., I think, are both RB2s, mostly with the higher upside, though, of course. Uh, but Jeff Wilson should still be involved, especially in the red zone. Uh, the receivers, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, I think, are both Tyreek Hill being uh, borderline wide receiver one, Jalen Waddle also being uh, high in wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. Uh, and then on the England side, uh, Marmadre Stevenson, uh, Damon Harris being, uh, I think he didn't show up to practice today as well. So Marmadre Stevenson, RB1. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, give the dud that he gave out in, in the semifinal week. Uh, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver two. Uh, and, again, that seems to be one person per week, either Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, someone that pops up uh, as being a, that second option, getting into that flex uh, category. So I think I'm going to ride the Kendrick Bourne wave. In championship week? As a flex. As a flex. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's move on. To this next matchup, before an 11, Denver Broncos traveling to Kansas City to take on the 12 and 3 Kansas City Chiefs, where this game has a 44 and a half point total. And the Kansas City Chiefs are 13 and a half point home favorites. In terms of the weather here, we're okay. In terms of injuries for Denver, Jerry Judy, he's questionable with an ankle. Cortland Sutton, questionable with a hamstring. Uh, Kendall Hinton, also questionable with a hamstring. Greg Dulcich, also questionable with a hamstring. Several mm-hmm. other guys questionable for Denver. For Kansas City, they're mostly okay. Miko Hardman, who's been designated to return from injured reserve, has been practicing. Uh, no no word yet of whether he'll be activated, um, but those were probably the words there that, that are going to make him active uh, when we wake up on, on Saturday or probably right after we finish the show because that's usually how it goes down. Um, but anyway – uh, Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this matchup here? Uh, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to take Denver to cover Kansas City window. Uh, it's a big, definitely a big margin. Uh, but I think it should, you know, storyline should go out like last game. Kansas City 
he probably will jump out pretty early on the team and then never has to be in comeback mode, uh, negative game script mode all game. Uh, so on Kansas City side, Patty, QB1, uh, Zay Pacheco, uh, and Jared McKinnon. Jared McKinnon obviously has been hot these last couple of weeks. I think he's uh, a strong RB2, uh, Pacheco being an RB3. Travis Kelsey, a high in tight end one, the tight end one on the week, uh, as he is always. Um, and as far as the uh, secondary receiver, it's tough to really rely on one right now in championship week. Um, but on the Denver side, Russell Wilson streaming quarterback territory as he was in, uh, against Kansas City the, a couple weeks ago, uh, before the concussion. Uh, Latavius Murray uh, being a RB2. Uh, and then I like the receivers here, Judy and Sutton, uh, both being in wide receiver two territory. Greg Dolchich, my stream of the week, uh, tight end, definitely can finish as a tight end one. Whoa, whoa, our stream of the week, Greg, our stream of the week. Oh, yeah, um, That's right. <laughs> I'm going to take the over here, going to take Denver to cover, Kansas City to win. Uh, if I told you where I had Russell Wilson mathematically listed as my my rankings, uh, you, you might throw up in your mouth. But I'm going <laughs> to just use the words, I have him down as a high-end QB1 this week against Kansas City uh, in a great matchup. Uh, Dosich, our stream of the week, is a tight end one for sure. Jerry Judy, a wide receiver one. I mean, he he tore these guys up last time for, for three touchdowns. I don't know if he'll necessarily do that again. Uh, but like we talked about, Russell Wilson was on his way to a great game the last time these two teams played before having to leave with a concussion, had three touchdown passes in that game, um, you know, before exiting, uh, you know, and very well could have had a fourth. Uh, don't know how much you can – you can trust Latavius Murray. Uh, you know, he's he's the volume was there, but now they're introducing more running backs into this into this rotation. And Chase Edmonds is healthy again now as well and was involved last week. So definitely tough to count on Murray. Uh for Kansas City, uh Jarek McKinnon and Pacheco. I think they're both RB2s with with RB1 upside. Uh Travis Kelsey, he's obviously a tight end one. Patrick Mahomes, a, a QB one. And then uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a wide receiver three. Word. All right, on to the next one. Major, major playoff implications here. The 4-10-1 Indianapolis Colts travel to MetLife to take on the 8-6-1 New York Giants, where this game has a 38.5-point total. And the New York Giants are 5.5-point home favorites. In terms of whether we're okay, in terms of injuries for Indianapolis, Ashton Doolin, DMP with a concussion. Uh, for the New York Giants, Leonard Williams, he's questionable. Aziz Ojolari, he's questionable with an ankle. Adore Jackson, questionable with a knee. Offensive lineman Shane Lemieux, he was added to the injured reserve with a toe injury. And then Xavier McKinney, the safety, who was injured during the bye week, is not expected to be activated ahead of week 17. Uh, so in this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the New York Giants to cover and take the New York Giants to win. On the Indianapolis side, Michael Pittman Jr., a low-end wide receiver two. Zach Moss is a middle-of-the-pack RB2 uh, for the Giants. Saquon Barkley, an RB1. Daniel Jones, uh, again, we say it every week, just fall into a QB1 week. Uh, but I have him on the higher-end side of the QB1 performance this week. Uh, I think – of the Giants receivers, uh, it's tough because all three of them have really had their moments uh, between Richie James and Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, but, you know, just watching what – obviously it was Keenan Allen, but, like, watching what he was doing 
you know, to the middle of the Indianapolis defense where they are missing Kenny Moore, they're missing Darius Leonard. Uh, you know, they're, they, they've been attackable there in that area of the field. And that's where Richie James operates, um, you know, out of the slot. So I think he's probably has the higher upside per se. And then Hodgins, I think, you know, he's been good. So maybe you, you, you keep going to him, um, you know, has had double digits in two of the last three games. So, you know, I think that he's not a bad play at all. Yeah, I'm going to take the over slightly. Um, I'm going to take uh, Giants to cover, Giants to win. I think, you know, Giants defense gets it done as they, you know, just consistently been getting done for this team all, all year. Uh, I think, you know, this is the win that they need to get in the playoffs. I think they're, they're home. They're going to get it done. On the Giants side, Dan Jones, definitely, yeah. Uh, well, I think he can borderline QB1, uh, Saquon Barkley. Iron RB1, the, the engine in this offense. Uh, as far as the receivers, the, the matchup is a little tougher, so I'm, I'm just sticking with Hodgins in this one. Uh, and I don't think Slayton is uh, playable in a, in a championship week. Uh, so, but on the uh, – and Damian Ballinger, I don't think he's uh, playable as well. You know, he has, he's had his opportunities for sure uh, to come back in this offense um, and hasn't really seen it yet. On the Colts side, um, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, is really the, the one guy I'm looking at for sure to, to trust. Jelani Woods does have an excellent matchup. You know, Giants, that's their one weakness is that tight end position. So he could be in that streaming tight end territory. That's about it. Yeah, Jelani Woods has definitely been making plays uh, throughout the mm -hmm. year. And I don't know, somebody I think is interesting in dynasty formats and, mm -hmm. um, you know, could could be an interesting late, late round fantasy target next year at the tight end position just based on Definitely. what he's been doing. Um, and the athletic profile of him, um, you know, former quarterback, six seven, has four yeah, five speed. Yeah, like, he makes some plays out there. Like he looks really good. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah, sure. Let's move on to this next matchup here: the seven and eight New York Jets traveling to Seattle to take on the seven and eight Seattle Seahawks. This game has a forty-two and a half point total, where the Seattle Seahawks are. Well, the New York Jets, rather, are one-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one. In terms of the game here, the weather is okay. In terms of uh, the matchup, Greg, where do you lean on this one? This one, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, Jets to win. Uh, definitely another important game for the Jets here in this one. Um, but on the, on the Jets side, Mike White, he's back. You already know this offense is back. Uh, I think he's in that uh, QB1 uh, upside territory, uh, one of the top strings of the week as well. Um, as far as the running backs, Donovan Knight is in an excellent spot here. We know Seattle's defense is, is, is pretty bad. I think he's in a smash spot here. Garrett Wilson, he's got wide receiver one upside. Um, and as far as the Seattle side, Geno Smith, uh, I think is a QB2 territory. Uh, you know, just defense being pretty tough. Uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, if he's able to go, I uh, think you know, he's in that RB2 territory. Uh, DK Metcalf uh, is being like one of the only healthy receivers and no fan are the pass catchers I'm looking at. Um, I'd give DK Metcalf probably a wide receiver two uh, downgrade kind of, but uh, no fan, um, just like the Giants defense weakness of the Jets, that tight end position, I think uh, no fan could be used as a streaming option. Yeah, I uh... – 
I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, the Jets to win. Uh, for the New York Jets, we say this whenever Mike White plays, high tides lift all boats. Uh, Mike Mike White, going to be a high-end QB2 for me. Uh, Bam Knight, I agree, should bounce back after back-to-back just downright bad performances. Uh, but I think that you could attribute that to teams stacking the box against uh, Zach Wilson and just daring Zach Wilson to beat them. Uh, you know, Mike White being a quarterback, I think – you have to respect the pass game. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's going to be a low-end wide receiver, too, for me, but he he always has wide receiver one upside. Um, the Jets have, have actually been giving up points of late to the quarterback position. Uh, they're 14th over the last three games. Uh, Geno Smith, higher-end uh, QB2. Uh, DK Metcalf is going to be in your lineup, but he's probably closer to a wide receiver three. Kenneth Walker. Uh, volume volume based RB two with touchdown upside push him into RB one territory, uh, and you know I don't know I don't think Tyler Lockett goes this week. Um, you know, like I said, he was. Oh, I didn't read the injury report, but uh, for the Jets, Denzel Mims returned to practice with a concussion. Cedric Abuehi designated to return from injured reserve. Lamarcus Joyner questionable at hip. Uh, a few other guys questionable on the Seattle side. Tyler Lockett DMP with a hand. Noah Fant DMP with a knee. DJ Dallas limited with an ankle. Will Disley placed on the injured reserve. Uh, Travis Homer DMP with an ankle, and then Marquise Goodwin DMP with a shoulder and a wrist. Um, but like I said, Tyler Lockett uh, not looking good for him to play this week. Um, but so Noah Fant again, I think has tight end one upside if he goes, which I think he will go. So yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next matchup here. The 11-4 San Francisco 49ers traveling to Las Vegas to take on the 6-9 Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a 45.5 point total where the San Francisco 49ers are six-point favorites. This game, uh, in terms of the weather, it's played in a dome, so there's no weather concerns. For the Las Vegas Raiders, Jarrett Stidham will be taking over as a starting quarterback for Derek Carr, who... The Raiders and Derek Carr agreed that it was best to avoid any distractions that Derek Carr would spend the final two weeks of the regular season at home. I'm sorry. That's just – that's crazy to me. Like, it's just straight-up disrespectful. Like, this is a dude gave nine years to your organization, and I get it. Derek Carr is like Derek Carr. We make fun of him all the time on here for his play half the time, but – the Raiders, since drafting Derek Carr in 2014, have allowed the most points per game. They've had the fewest takeaways as a def- uh, you know as a defense in that stance. So it's it's very similar to like it's not similar because I think Matthew Stafford was just straight up better than Derek Carr. But I wouldn't be surprised like Derek Carr goes and gets with a you know a quarterback, um, you know one of those a good offensive mind. And is able to 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 make a playoff run with with Derek Carr, um, but I just think what the Raiders are doing is just like how do you you know imagine like the Giants just sent Eli. I mean it's different with the that was, Giants. That's exactly what happened though. They they didn't Eli. send him home though. They just benched uh, him. Yeah. They benched him for Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah and he was crazy. like the backup. And then he came in at the last last game of the season or whatever, uh, you know, but. Derek Carr doesn't even but have like, that opportunity here. Like they just straight up just said, "Hey, yeah, you know what? Just go home. Like you're not even in the facility anymore. Like you're not even a part of the team." That's tough, man. Yeah, that's real tough. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's my rant for the day. Cornerback uh, Rocky Sin for the Raiders, limited with a knee. For the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Bosa was DMP with an illness. Christian McCaffrey, limited with a knee injury. Debo Samuel has a chance to practice on Thursday, Kyle Shanahan said. Uh, we obviously know he's a liar, but uh, Kyle, sh- but Debo Samuel apparently has a chance to practice based on how his workout, his on-field workout went on Wednesday. And then for uh, Jordan Mason, the running back, limited with a hamstring. And then there's a bunch of other guys questionable for the 49ers. Uh, Greg, where do you – oh, I guess – no, sorry, this is me. Uh, for me, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Niners to cover. going to take the Niners to win. Uh, for Las Vegas, uh, Josh Jacobs in RB2. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, probably going to be a wide receiver too for me uh, with Jarrett Stidham in his first game. Uh, Darren Waller. Um, it's tough. I mean, he's he's again, he's a tight end. He's probably better than most tight ends. So if you have him and you don't have a, a clearly better option, then I think you, you play him. Uh, it's just tough again because you're you're attaching yourself to a Jarrett Stidham offense against San Francisco. Uh, so you know one of the top defenses in the league. So it, it's definitely uh, I would look for better options, maybe like a Greg Dulcich if I could. Um, you know Dallas Goddard was somehow available because maybe he got dropped. Like I'd play him. Uh, you know, low upside here for the Raiders pieces with Stidham against the Niners. Like I said, for the San Francisco 49ers side, uh, CMC top three option at the position. George Kittle top three option at the position. Uh, Ayuk top three option. I'm just kidding. He's a wide receiver <laughs> two, a uh, low end wide receiver two, and then Brock Purdy high end uh, QB two in this one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take San Fran to cover. San Fran to win. Uh, do think San Fran does dominate in this matchup for sure on on the San Fran side. Brock Purdy, uh, safe floor, high 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 in QB two. I think that's you know his uh, cap and his floor are right around that same area. So I think he he gets that QB thirteen range. McCaffrey, uh, obviously RB high in RB one. Uh, George Kittle, uh, excellent play at tight end. Uh, the last couple of weeks he's been monster. Uh, he should finish right up there with Kelsey at the top. Uh, and Bernard Ayuk being a wide receiver too. Um, on the Vegas side, uh, it's really tough for me to, you know, we, obviously we haven't seen anything from, from Stidham. Uh, DeAndre, I mean, Devontae Adams coming off one of the worst weeks of his year. Uh, so I'm going to put him out in that low end wide I'm putting him in that wide receiver two territory. Uh, Josh Jacobs also um, put him in that low end RB2 territory as well. But I think I would, you know, play guys like uh, Atala Ajir or Zonovan Knight over, over Josh Jacobs in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, that would be tough to stomach, uh, you know, but I, I, I can't I can't disagree with you. I mean, uh, Josh Jacobs hasn't been good the last last couple games, and this matchup here is tough. Uh, and, again, like you said, we're playing with Jarrett Stidham at quarterback. So that, I think that just caps the, the overall upside for this entire offense as a whole. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup here, the 12-3. and three. Minnesota Vikings traveling to Green Bay to take on the seven and eight Green Bay Packers. This game has a 48 and a half point total in terms of weather. We're okay here in terms of injuries, Christian Watson, back-to-back DMPs with a hip injury. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was a DMP yesterday with a thumb and a knee. Uh, and there's a bunch of other guys questionable on the Minnesota side. Uh, James Lynch, the defensive tackle, he's out with the shoulder, but Minnesota is mostly okay outside of that. Uh, Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this matchup here? Give me the over. Uh, give me whew, stuff. I'm going to take 
Minnesota cover for Green Bay to win. Uh, on the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers, I know, you know, he had a smash spot last week, but he's having even a more of a smash spot this week against Minnesota's defense. Seems like everyone and everyone can cook on, on Minnesota's defense right now. So he should, uh, even if Christian Watson can't go, that just gives a further bump to Alan Lazard, who I think has some wide receiver one upside in this one. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones being, you know, battling all, all year, but he's still getting produ- production. Uh, strong wide receiver, or RB2 uh, with RB1 upside. Um, and A.J. Dillon, RB3 with some RB2 upside if he could keep that in a touchdown position. Uh, on the Minnesota side, uh, Kirk Cousins, QB1, Dalvin Cook, uh, RB1, Jefferson, you already know, uh, wide, high and wide receiver one. Uh, and, yeah, T.J. Hawkinson has been balling of late uh, is, a, is a high and tight end one. Yeah, I am going to take the over here. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover, Minnesota to win. I, I just, I mean, I get it. Green Bay, great story. Minnesota, outdoors. But why are they three-point underdogs? I, I just, I don't know. I'm going with Minnesota. Uh, Rodgers, high in QB2 with some QB1 upside. Um, you know, this matchup here is great for here for him i just i wonder if the absence of watson limits some of that upside here because i think this would have been a fantastic matchup for christian watson uh, aaron jones an rb2 aj Dillon, and uh, also an rb2 romeo dobbs i think he's a wide receiver too if, if watson sits alan lazard a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside and then for minnesota justin jefferson is a wide receiver one i mean he's got 30 points at least 30 PPR points in yeah. three straight games. Like, I mean, he's been, he's been everything that you could want from a wide receiver one right now. Uh, Dalvin cook and RB one, although green Bay has been better versus running backs in recent weeks. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, don't expect much on the in terms of upside as you typically would against this green Bay defense. And then Hawkinson tight end one uh, for sure in this matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to this next matchup, the Battle of SoFi. Uh, does this game have a name? I don't, I don't know. Both, both these they teams share the stadium. They need a name. I mean, I think the Jets-Giants one is the Snoopy Bowl. Uh, that's in the preseason, but uh, I don't know what, you know, this, the subway battle, I don't know what they call it uh, per se, but this game needs the this game. Needs, the most exciting part of, this, of these two teams, though. This is you stadium, what? The stadium, <laughs> yeah, that that is for sure. I mean, the the Chargers have clinched a playoff spot. Um, you know, I think they're only playing for seeding at this point, uh, if that really matters. Uh, and then the Rams, they're not really playing for much, but they're still playing hard for for Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield is in Baker, bigger, yeah, his second career right now. He's playing for his, his second career for sure. Yeah, definitely. So the this game has a forty and a half point total where the LA Chargers are six and a half point favorites in terms of weather. We're okay. In terms of injuries for the Chargers, Derwin James was a DMP with a concussion. Austin Eckler limited with a knee. Xander Horvath, the fullback, questionable with an ankle. And then for the LA Rams, uh, as we touched on last week, Ben Skoranek, he's on injured reserve with a calf. Brian Allen, the center, is on injured reserve with a calf. And then Aaron Donald, he's doubtful. John Wolford, the backup quarterback, is questionable. A few other guys questionable. Uh, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. Uh, for the Chargers, Keenan Allen, a wide receiver one. Austin Eckler, an RB1. Mike Williams, a wide receiver two. Herbert, uh, question is, can you play him? Do you play him? 
I mean, that I don't really know how to answer that question, honestly. I, I think, like, if if you're going to ask me, like, Sam Darnold or Justin Herbert, like, I'm going to answer Justin Herbert. If you ask me, uh, you know, Gardner Minshew, Justin Herbert, I'm probably going to answer Justin Herbert. Deshaun Watson, I'm probably going to answer Justin Herbert. Like, so it's – I know it's tough. Uh, the touchdowns haven't been there. Uh, so, yeah, I it, I think you just ultimately have to make I, – I would start Jared Goff over Justin Herbert in a heartbeat. Like I think Daniel Jones, I think I would start over Justin Herbert because you know those legs are at least going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike White, but yeah, Mike White. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'd still go Herbert. Okay, okay, okay. Would you go Mike White? I feel like you would go Mike White. I think I, yeah, I think I'll go Mike White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. For the for the Rams, Akers is an RB two, and then Tyler Higby is a, a tight end one. Um, but that's that's really all I'm looking to on the Rams side. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, the under as well. Uh, I'm gonna take the Rams cover, the Chargers to win. Uh, on the Chargers side, Herbert, I think yeah, uh, that high in QB two territory. Uh, but I mean, he can he can always finish as a mid tier QB one if he just got the touchdown because the yardage is there. Uh, but the touchdowns just haven't been. Uh, Eckler, RB1, Keenan Allen, smash by here. Both the receivers are in a good spot here uh, if they go. But um, Keenan Allen's a wide receiver one. Mike Williams being a uh, strong wide receiver two. Uh, um, as Jared Everett, don't even want to, like, you know, discuss him anymore. On the Rams side, uh, it's just Cam Makers being a possible uh, RB1 in this matchup. And... Tyler Higby being a streaming tight end, borderline tight end one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like like those two guys for the Rams. Moving on to this next matchup, Sunday night football. The seven and eight Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Baltimore to take on the ten and five Baltimore Ravens. How they won ten games? That's kind of absurd. Uh, it's thirty six yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like from here, it looks like the sky is falling in Baltimore. But <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but the, and the, you know, clinch, they clinched a week ago too. Like they yeah, they clinched last week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the uh, this game has a thirty-six point total, where the Baltimore Ravens are three-point home favorites in this one. Uh, classic AFC North Pittsburgh Steeler Baltimore Raven matchup. Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this one? Yeah, classic under, you know, going there and then uh, taking Baltimore to cover, Baltimore to win, uh, especially, you know, with a lot of the injuries here in this matchups. Uh, I think uh, it's not going to be a lot of points here, a lot of defense on the Baltimore side. It's tough to really play anyone, honestly. J.K., you know, we thought he was kind of trending up a little bit, but he he couldn't do well last week. I think, you know, with the injuries and the people – not was sitting this week as far as running backs. I think he's got to be an RB three. Um, Mark Andrews is really the toughest question. Are you are you playing him in championship week? Uh, and I don't know if I could do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do it. But on the Pittsburgh side, um, Najee Harris uh, RB two, Gonta Johnson uh, a wide receiver two, uh, and Pat Fryermark being a tight end one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh... The under here. This game should have been a pick it feels like, but to me, but yeah, I agree. I'm going with the under here. I'm going with Pittsburgh to cover, uh, Pittsburgh to win. Uh, 
for the I actually didn't cover injuries. My fault. I'm off my game today. For Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, DMP with a knee, Deshaun Jackson questionable with an illness for Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson limited with a toe Cam Sutton. The corner is DMP with a hamstring. Then there's a few other guys questionable in the game here. I will. Uh, I agree hundred percent with your assessment on Baltimore. I mean, Dobbins and Edwards, I think I would have them both down as RB threes. Like there would be desperation running backs. Like, like I would be looking for like other options. Like I would start Tyler Algier over, you know, above both these guys here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, there's Zach Moss or J.K. Dobbins? Zach Moss against the Giants or J.K. Dobbins against Pittsburgh? Zach Moss. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Zach Moss side too, yeah. which sounds yeah. as gross as as gross <laughs> as that sounds already. Um, yeah, I I would I, I would try to find other options other than these Baltimore running backs. Uh, but if they're favored, you expect them to win, Greg. They've got to find a way. Not interested yeah, in other yeah. pieces. Sure. Uh, Mark Andrews, though, this is the only thing I'll say, and I'll leave it up to the managers out there. He's been terrible, but he has man. <laughs> We've seen him have success with Tyler Huntley. Like this is not like we saw him have success last year. We, you know, people were concerned when Lamar was injured, and then you know Mark Andrews continued to be the tight end one, even though uh, you know uh, Huntley was in there at quarterback. So if you're playing DFS or something, whatever, you you have no other options. Maybe maybe your opponent is trying to corner you into playing mark andrews by picking up every available tight end uh then yeah i would i would, <laughs> I would, I would play mark andrews um for pittsburgh i have deontay johnson as a high-end wide receiver one this week i mean the targets have been there uh and, and the matchup's not too scary here so i actually do like his upside here in this one has a 33 percent target share over his last uh three three games here so i definitely like that Najee harris an RB two, and then George Pickens have him down as a wide receiver three. Yeah. Oh, and then your your boy Pat Fryermuth, he's a tight end. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, remember this time last year when I was like, Greg, who's gonna have more fantasy points, Kyle Pitts or Pat Fryermuth? And you were like Pat Fryermuth, and I was like, bro, you're crazy. Like touchdown regression. <laughs> 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 oh man, now nah, yo, Kafitz, yo, he's gonna be back next year, yo. Yeah, yo, generational talent. That's our regression. <laughs> I do remember that now. Oh man. <laughs> um. So, all right, man. let's move on to this. The most interesting matchup Ooh, of the yes. week. Like yes. fantasy championships yes. are going to come down to this game. It really is. It really, it really is. is. <laughs> yeah. In the eight-man league that we're in, Greg, I have to play my brother in the championship. It's a two-quarterback, you know, four-wide receiver, four-running back, two-flex league. He's got both Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. He's got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And he has Gabe Davis. I'm like, I have no shot. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Because it's not like – because, you know, we've been going through all these games. Like, there's nothing close to this level of game. Like, maybe the Detroit-Chicago game, but – this yeah, the Detroit right Chicago game has a higher total, which I thought was surprising, but still, like, yeah, like you said, there's nothing where, like, if you had to pick any game to go over the total, yeah. like, it was, I'm picking this one. 
Yeah, I feel overtime in this game. I feel every everything wild in this game right here. Oh man! All right, the twelve and three Buffalo Bills travel to Cincinnati to take on the eleven and four Cincinnati Bengals. Forty nine and a half point total. Buffalo Bills are one and a half point road favorites. Greg, do you believe Josh Allen, Joe Burrow have never played one another? This is the first time that they've faced in a matchup, which is crazy because you consider how many times we've gotten Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. How many yep. times we've Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes? But we've yep. never had Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. Uh, so, yeah, this is an exciting matchup. There is, not to put a damper on it, possible <laughs> rain in this game. Uh, so, uh, definitely, a con- that is, you know, could be something that is a concern here. But uh, in terms of injuries, Buffalo is okay. For Cincinnati, there's optimism that tight end Hayden Hurst can play. I don't think we're gonna go to him. I don't know uh, what your what your opinion is there, Greg. If you're gonna go to him in Championship Week in his first game back, uh, but Sam Hubbard he is questionable, the defensive uh, edge rusher there for the Cincinnati Bengals, who's dealing with a calf injury of his own. Uh, Greg, where do you lean when it comes to this matchup here? All right, sorry, it's me. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Cincy to cover. I'm gonna take Cincy to win uh, for the Buffalo side. Uh, Josh Allen probably the the quarterback one. Stefan Diggs, uh, he's been disappointing of late, but I think he's got to be a wide receiver one in this matchup. You, you, you just ride him uh, out this year or this week. Uh, Gabe Davis, high-end wide receiver two, I think, in this matchup. Dawson Knox, a potential tight end one, um, you know, given the, the potential game script. And I, when it comes to the running backs, I think that's where the tough choice comes in, right? How do you deal with both Devin Singletary and James Cook? I feel like last week with the running backs, produ- you know, their production was more – it was more of a weather and, and, and game script driven than I think it was, uh, you know, what they actually wanted to do or, you know, what will, what was indicative of what they'll do moving forward. So I think this very much will be a Josh Allen game on the Buffalo side where he, you know, probably throws for over 300, runs for, you know, 40, 50 rushing yards uh, and gets a touchdown on the ground here. So uh, for Cincinnati, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, their wide receiver ones, Joe Burrow, he's a quarterback one. Uh, Joe Mixon, high-end RB2. Uh, and I'm just realizing, Greg, that our matchup is going to probably come down to this game because in Dynasty you have the Joe Burrow-T. Higgins stack. So I'm just going to basically just be – I just hope – I'm going to hope that I have, like, at least – Like a quarter of my production, if not more, yeah. right, right there. I just have to hope point. that I have, like – a 200 point lead. Yeah, 200. That's the only only way I'll feel safe going into Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I'm within 100. That's my that's my goal. If you get in 100, I'm just gonna just yeah, fuck it up as a loss because Joe Burrow will get that by like the third quarter. (laughs) But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Over Cincy to cover, Cincy to win. Uh, It's gonna be a very close game though. on the Cincy side, Joe Barrow, QB1, Joe Mixon, strong RB2 with some possible RB1 upside if he gets the touchdowns. Higgins and uh, Chase, both wide receiver ones. Uh, Hayden Hurst, it would be tough to, to trust them, uh, but I think there could be a third pass catcher uh, to be used in this game, uh, especially if Tyler Boyd is hurt. He can't go, uh, but if he is, um, he's in the low and flex territory. Uh, on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB one, Diggs. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta go with this him in this game. Big time game here. I think he pulls through as a wide receiver one. Uh Dawson Knox being a streaming uh, option at the tight end position. 
Gabe Davis should should boom for sure in this game. This is the game they're gonna need him. Uh, as far as the running backs, uh, I think um, with the pass catching abilities, I think I'm gonna lean James Cook a little bit uh, as a RB two uh, and Singletary as a also a low one RB two is RB three as well. Yeah, so I, I like that, Greg. Let's move on to that money time. Those starts of the week. Greg, why don't you start with your quarterback start of the week this week? What do you got? I know I won last week, but I got to try again. Aaron Rodgers going against Minnesota. The matchup is even better. I mean, he threw for 238 in a touchdown last week. Not too bad, but I think he can. He has room for more to get you close to 300 yards. Again, still has not reached that mark all year. He's got to save his best for last uh, and, and get uh, you know multiple touchdowns in this one in Minnesota. Again, they really need to win. Uh, probably going against the worst pass defense in the league. Um, yeah, I, I love Aaron Rodgers in this one. Yeah, definitely like that one. Uh, Minnesota's been beatable through the air all season. Uh, we just saw Danny Danny Dimes go off for for three for three hundo against these guys. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with staying in the division. Jared Goff going up against Chicago. Just let it marinate for a minute. Let Jared Goff lead you to this championship. Not the He's first the time. Quarter, not, it would not be the first time. He is the quarterback <laughs> six over his last three games. That includes two games where he was over 25 fantasy points. This game is at home against a great matchup in the Chicago Bears, who over their last three games allow the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Goff is a top five option for me this week in a game that has the highest total on the week for a team that has the highest implied team total on the week in the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, start Jared Goff up this week, man. Yeah, I'm all on board for Jared Goff for sure. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? Got to go with Zonman, Van Knight, going against Seattle, one of the worst rush defenses in the league. Uh, Come off a, you know, a bad week last week. But that was that was all part of, you know, the, the quarterback, the offense, the groove. Uh, but now they got Mike White back. And when he was – when Mike White was in those games, he was doing well. Uh, averaging, you know, getting 60 plus yards in all those games, uh, getting receiving yards in those games as well. Uh, so I think he's got RB1 upside in this one, uh, going against Seattle defense, who's not very good against the running back position. Yeah, give me the Mike White led offense, Donovan Knight. I, I love this one, man. Um, definitely in agreement with you when we talked about the, the Jets running backs, we talked about this schedule. It hasn't been great these last couple weeks between. Jacksonville and Detroit, but like you said, blame that more on the quarterback position. And uh, this matchup for Seattle should be should be a, a, a definitely a fruitful one for me. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tyler Algier um, again. That's how you know I'm over it, man. Uh, Tyler Algier, he's been on a roll. The running back six over the last three games, averaging 19 PPR points in his in the two games he's played as the Atlanta Falcons were on by during that three week stretch. Uh, now he gets a fantastic matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it's funny, Greg, you went with Jarek McKinnon last week against Seattle. Uh, I am atta- you, So you're attacking the same matchup this week with Zonovan Bam Knight. I went with Leonard Fournette against Arizona, so I'm attacking the Arizona Cardinals this week with Tyler Algier because the Arizona Cardinals, over their last three games, they allow the second-most PPR points to opposing running backs. It's actually interesting, whereas if you look at the numbers uh, – They've almost become a run funnel. They don't allow uh, much by way of quarterbacks. They don't allow much by way of wide receivers. They don't allow mm-hmm. much by way of tight ends. 
because they're just giving it up to opposing running backs and teams are taking it. So uh, again, a fantastic matchup. Uh, I I'll let Algier let Algier do for you what I didn't let him do for me last week, and that's lead you to a chip. Yes, sir. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week this week. What do you got? I'm going with Keenan Allen going against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this is the matchup pair playing here. I think Rams have been just getting destroyed by wide receiver ones all year. Uh, this is a good spot for Keenan Allen, who's been hot uh, over the last two weeks. I mean, he had a 100-yard game last week. Uh, three of the last four games, he's got 14-plus targets. Uh, so he's been a monster as far as his target share. Uh, and as far as being the number one guy for Justin Herbert, even without the touchdown production, and that's perfect because if he can get that touchdown, those are nuclear days. Uh, and I think he can get one here uh, going against the Rams defense that you know just can't guard on the perimeter. Yeah, I like this one. Um, you know, Keenan Allen championship week. This is definitely a guy leading you to a chip. For me, I'm going with Gabe Davis. This is a confidence start of the week here. Uh, he had 9.6 and 11 and a half PPR points. Uh you know, in, in his last two games. But this matchup, this game here has the second highest total on the week. And the Bills have the fifth highest implied team, team total. Cincinnati, for, you know, against wide receivers is a great matchup. They allow the fifth most PPR points over their last three games to opposing wide receivers. Start Gabe Davis. Don't overthink this one. Uh, let him do what he does best, which is uh, be a highly volatile player. But this time in this matchup should be on the higher end side of a, a wide receiver to finish. I like it. Definitely like it for sure. Greg, your tight end start of the week this week, uh, going deep in the bag, I see. Yes, sir. Real deep in the bag, going Jordan Aikens, going against Jacksonville. I think it's really a matter of uh, the matchup here as well. Again, uh, Jacksonville being getting cooked by tight ends uh, in the last couple of weeks and just in, in the year in general, uh, getting cooked by pass catchers. And Jordan Aikens is a guy that's getting more involved in the offense uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, getting close to five targets a game. Uh, I think he's going to trend up in this one uh, with injuries on the on the outside. Nico, Nico Collins, uh, Chris Moore, and we were saying Brandon Cooks ha- are going to be options. But I think Jordan Akins uh, gets his, his time to shine in, in this one in a great matchup. Yeah, I, I, this one's intriguing. Jordan Akins is uh, somebody that we've always – talked about as having some upside and and he you know you're right he's going to see four or five targets uh so you know as a tight end that's really you know when you're looking for a tight end that's really all you can ask for uh, outside of the the top guys i'm going to take advantage here and i'm going to go the fact that we are recording this prior to thursday night football i'm going to, to sneak in a thursday night football start of the week here okay. going with Dal- dalton schultz man uh again glad to sneak in this thursday night football start of the week uh because tennessee is is going to be playing some backups uh, we already know no tony pollard so this should be more opportunities here in the past game for the likes of dalton schultz and tennessee again like i said they're playing backups but they were already bad i mean the starters were bad against the tight end so i would expect the backups to probably be worse against the tight ends they allowed the second most ppr points to the tight end position over their last three games uh, and and definitely love dalton schultz as a high-end tight end one this week yeah, love Dalton Schultz. I think he should dominate along as well all the pass catchers uh, on this team. Yes, sir. Um, all right, now it's time for everybody's favorite time of the week. Got to play some get money here. Yes, sir. 
Greg, I had I'm just tallying this up. I won last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I lead the series nine to eight. Is that possible? That can't be possible. Mm. Oh, let me get a recount here. No, uh, no, I can't lead this. No, yeah, because we had seventeen weeks because we did the, uh, the 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 Thanksgiving matchup. Um, but yeah, you uh, you know, you you had a stretch where you 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 won three in a row on me. Um, I was able to then get two in a row, uh, and then you mm-hmm. won week fifteen. I won week sixteen. So now I lead the series nine to eight, and we got Ooh. essentially two matchups left: week seventeen and week eighteen. And uh, you can either tie it up in week 17 and, uh, you know, we basically have a week 18 rubber match or I, I basically can can end it this week, Greg, and we're just next week. Uh, we're just- that means it's definitely, it's definitely I'm going to win this week. Not even whoever <laughs> I play. It's just, this is meant to be, you know. <laughs> it's meant to get this rubber match in. All yeah. right. So for those who may not know, who may not uh, – Maybe this is your first time watching or listening. Uh, but if you are, this is your first time. Thank you for, for jumping in. If you're a long-time listener, then we appreciate you as well. Uh, just make sure you comment, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Um, but maybe you don't know the rules of this game that we're about to play. It's called Get Money. It's a head-to-head DFS contest on FanDuel where Greg and I have a, a snake-style draft playing in the main slate. And once a player is selected, they are removed from the player pool. So we cannot have the same player in our lineup, um, which adds a little strategy to it. And Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. I get the first pick in even weeks. So, Greg, it is an odd week. Go ahead and make your first pick. Got to go with wide receiver. I'm on Ross St. Brown, 8,200. Give me that in this matchup. Uh, I need all, I need all of some some pieces in that, and he's probably the best one of the best players in the field. I like that. Um, I got nervous because you said wide receiver, <laughs> and I thought you were going to take my number one pick, which is Justin Jefferson, uh, ninety two hundred, <laughs> worth all the dollars, <laughs> worth every single cent uh, that I can I can try to I can try to pay. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Zonovan Knight, my running back started week 6,400 going against Seattle. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Algier, uh, my running back start of the week going up against Arizona, 6,700. Word. At my second wide receiver spot, I'm going to take Devontae Smith, 7,800 going against New Orleans. For my RB2, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. 9,200 up against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, for my RB2, I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson, 7,000 going against Miami. In my flex, I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco, 6,300 going up against Denver. In my third wide receiver spot, I'm going to go Chris Godwin, 7,600 going against Carolina. Uh, for my second wide receiver, uh, this one I was a little thrown off uh, because there's a main slate, but Sunday Night Football is part of the main slate this week. So I was surprised to see my man in here. Deontay Johnson, 6,600, going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Slide him in as my wide receiver, too. 
Nice, nice. I'm going to take at my flex spot, Alan Lazard, 6,200, uh, going against Minnesota. Nice. Uh, at wide receiver, oh, actually, at quarterback, I'm going to go ahead and just take my quarterback start of the week and Jared Goff, 7,400. Uh, I'm going to take at my tight end position, Evan Ingram, 5,800, going against Houston. Um, for my defense, this one seems a little risky here, but <laughs> I, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to take the Houston Texans. Okay, okay. For 3,100 going up against Jacksonville. I'm really just hoping that they just pull the starters at halftime. Uh, at my quarterback, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Quarterback start of the week, 7,100. As my tight end, I'm going to take Greg Dulcich, 5,400, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, our collective quarterback or tight end stream of the week. Yes, sir. And at defense, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns going against Washington Commanders, 3,700. Uh, for my last wide receiver slot, I'm going to go with Romeo Dobbs of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Do like that for sure. So, Greg, why don't you read off your uh, your roster there? Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, seventy one hundred. Zaman Knight, RB, uh, six four hundred going against Seattle. Ramondre Stevenson, seven thousand going against Miami. Amon Ross St. Brown at eighty two hundred wide receiver spot. Devonta Smith, seventy eight hundred second wide receiver spot. Chris Godwin, seventy six hundred. Evan Ingram at tight end, 5,800. Alan Lazard, 6,200 at the flex. And then the Cleveland Browns defense, 3,700 going against the Washington Commanders. Nice, nice. For me, I got Jared Goff as my quarterback, 7,400. Tyler Algier is my running back, my running back start of the week, 6,700. Saquon Barkley, my RB2, 9,200 going up against the Indianapolis Colts. As my wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson, 9,200 going up against the Green Bay Packers. As my wide receiver two, I've got Deontay Johnson, 6,600, going up against the Baltimore Ravens. As my wide receiver three, Romeo Dobbs, 5,900, going up against the Minnesota Vikings. As my tight end, Greg Dulcich, 5,400, going up against Kansas City. In my flex, Isaiah Pacheco, 6,300, going up against Denver. And then for my defense, I've got the Houston Texans, the cheapest defense on the slate, or sorry, the second cheapest defense on the slate, 3,100 going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, sir. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, week 18 we're playing for fun or if week 18 we're playing for a championship. Um, but if you're back here week 18, then uh, we'll see you then on Monday. In We'll see you next year on Monday. Um, so as the, you know, as we recap the week that was for week 17, hopefully, you know, some of us are celebrating some championships. One of us will come on here. Well, shoot, that'll be Monday before the game. So we won't even know if Greg or I are champions and we don't even have a Wednesday. Uh, we don't even have Wednesday or Thursday night football to talk about on Wednesday. So probably won't see y'all again until either uh you know sometime later in the week i won't i won't say the day yet uh, we don't we haven't quite figured that out uh but yeah either way enjoy the new year everybody uh much love much life much peace 
And we will, uh, again, see you all on Monday. Good luck in your championship matchups. Uh, Greg, anything else you want to add before we close this one out? No, man. Let's get it done for sure. Uh, I'm definitely excited. Monday night should be excellent. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy the new year. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.